You're listening to the Hotel Talk Podcast. And now, introducing your host, Jennifer Susky. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hotel Talk. Today, we have Kelly Exelby, uh, General Manager of the Prince of Wales Hotel, joining us to talk to us a little bit about reopening um, during the pandemic. So thank you so much, Kelly, for being on here. My pleasure, Jennifer, yes. I appreciate it. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, I want to know how you got into hospitality, um, where you started, um, how you became general manager. Yes, no. Um, I went to University of Guelph um, in Ontario for my honors bachelor of commerce in hotel and food administration. So it started there and then during my summers I worked in Niagara Falls, um, worked my way up through there um, quite a while in the one company and it's now called the Sheraton on the Falls. So I was there, I uh, left as the assistant general manager, decided to start a family and wasn't sure I wanted to work those kind of hours and what I was gonna do with that. And so I did, um, I did start my own business, a home decor and gift store, which I had for seven years. It was really pretty called White on White. And then my husband said enough with that hobby. <laughs> He, uh, so I thought the only hotel company in this area I would work for would be Vintage Hotels um, in Niagara-na-Lake. They stood for sort of service um, that I myself would like to experience and give to guests. So I approached them and I took a job as their director of um, spa, which was great. Had no experience as a spa director, but I certainly could manage people and numbers and um I like the spa, so it worked out well. So I was there um, in the spa for five years, and then the position of the general manager of the Prince of Wales came about, so I came here. So I've been in this position for six years now. Wow, I mean, yeah. that's awesome. So if you had in another life, I mean, a hobby or yeah. not, would you, if you had to pick, would you, are you happy with your role as a general manager in this in this alter universe, or would you have yeah. No, definitely. I feel very blessed. Like I Good. work in Niagara-na-Lake wine country in a beautiful, beautiful hotel. Life is good. Oh, that's so wonderful. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about Vintage and what kind of drew you, what their culture is like? Sure. Um, vintage hotels, they have properties. Their biggest three are in Niagara-na-Lake. So there's Queen's Landing, Prince of Wales, Pillar and Post. And they have another property in Caledon, which is just east west of toronto um it's really beautiful it's called the millcroft inn we have a property in stratford it's another theater town it's a smaller property called the parlor inn and then we also have a little umbrella not a little uh a company under us called niagara's finest hotels which have boutique hotels here in niagara the lake so there's three and there's a few um standalone restaurants so we have a thai restaurant a sushi restaurant and a chinese restaurant sports bar that all fall under that um grouping wow yeah <laughs> that is a lot that sounds really um i love how unique the properties are if i were to pick my favorite thing is that they're also very very unique tell me how close they're on niagara on the lake how far is that from niagara falls it's about a 20 minute drive to niagara falls so not very far and it's just you could take easily along the parkway to get there it's a beautiful drive mm -hmm. In and like I told you uh, before we started the call, I'm originally from the Buffalo area. So my biggest complaint, because we used to go to the falls like every field trip, I swear, yeah. was that, you know, you go to the falls and then what? 
Oh, right. You know, so what that's, that's the other thing I really, really love about your properties is that, you know, as you mentioned, it's in wine country, there's so much to offer. What is something maybe, you know, someone who's on the call might not know about the, the area or what else there's to do? Um, yeah, we're mostly known a, a big theater town. So we have the Shaw Festival. So actually probably 25% of my business in uh, the summertime is the American U.S. market, and they are coming here for the Shaw Festival. So it's been around for a long time, and um, for theater goers, it's very well known. So definitely the Shaw Festival is a big draw for guests to us, and the next is wine country. So um, there's it's up and coming in lots of lots of awards, one for our local wine here in Niagara. So they're beautiful vineyards and nice places to visit. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's great. I remember I was speaking, uh, I think I was talking to Michelle um, yes. about the fact that your property, Prince of Wales, mm -hmm. uh, has the same name as another hotel on the opposite side of the country the that Coast, I was also yeah. talking to. And she had told me a story about how um, a group actually confused the two. Do you yes. know about this? Yes, I heard about that. It was prior to me coming here, but totally, it was a big mess. Oh my gosh, it's just so funny to me because they're literally on opposite ends yeah. of Canada. We often will get comments even on our uh, TripAdvisor page. I'm like, that doesn't sound like my hotel. Not even us, guys. <laughs> and I'll, I'll kind of figure out their name and I'll look. I'm like, yeah, no, it's in here. <laughs> Yeah, that's so too funny. much. I, I really like that. Um, is there anything I want to ask one more question because it's, it's, it's they're vintage hotels. I mean, the, hence the name. So, is there any interesting or unique history there that mm -hmm. we may not have touched on? Yeah. So, the Prince of Wales was um, established in 1864. So, um, it got its name Prince of Wales in 1901 um, because it was the, uh, the at the time the Duke and Duchess of Duchess of York was visiting and they were later crowned King George and Queen Mary so um, because of that visit we were named the Prince of Wales so there's lots of history what's interesting wow. too is 1864 is when it was established but um, yeah it was before even prior to Canada becoming to Can Confederation in 1867 so um, it's got lots of history we celebrated our 150th um, birthday not too long ago so that was really exciting so there's a lot a lot of history here well congratulations on yeah. that birthday <laughs> that's incredible get to be part of that kind of celebration oh yeah oh that's great I love that um, okay so well, I want to get into kind of why you're here um, mm -hmm. you know we've all struggled through the pandemic um, so many hotels have shut down and a lot of them haven't even reopened yeah. and you guys um, seem to be one of the ones that I've seen you know relative success in and that you weren't didn't have to close down that long um, so I kind of want to know about your journey um, in that you know when did your property start feeling the effects of COVID let's certainly, start there yeah you certainly in March I would say you start to feel it and then we were going to um, I mean we didn't have to close but um, we closed our other properties and we had made a decision to keep the Prince of Wales open and right off the start it started getting difficult because um, the team was so nervous. Um, you start hearing about people that were there to um, quarantine, and so you're not sure on what end they're quarantining, right? And, you know, we just thought, what are we doing? We weren't ready for that. So, you know, I know earlier we talked about what would you learn. So at that point, we weren't ready for that. So even dealing with that sort of thing. So we said, this isn't going to work. We're going to need to protect our staff and guests, of course. 
So I think we were open for maybe three or four days and we said that's enough. So we closed um, at the, in the middle of March and then we reopened at the end of June. Okay. And so what was that final deciding factor of like, we need to close, like we can't do this? It was, was it just, just that, this? It was just that point. And then people, I remember this one guest that we had and um, we had room service. We had decided we were only doing room service to, and the gentleman was clearly unwell. And when housekeeping went into the room, it, the, the um, trash can was full of Kleenex. So they were oh, like, no. he's not well. And, you know, he, in the end said he had seasonal allergies or something. And so we just said, no, we can't do it. So no, that, you can't risk that, that. Was the, that was the um, deciding factor that, that that day. Yeah, I have to imagine your staff was really, really stressed okay. by that. I mean, you don't yeah. know. And no. so it's, it's great that you guys decided to make that decision to protect your team members. But how did you communicate with them in those uh, months that you guys were closed? Well, um, we definitely had to let everyone know, um, put them on layoffs. So we sent out letters and our individual, I'm talking as a company as a whole, but certainly my department heads verbally talked to each person and let them know they're going to be receiving a letter that we're going to put them on layoff. And again, at the time, you think it might be a couple of weeks, like we had no idea how it was going to go. Um, but they understood. I think definitely, definitely people weren't wanting to work. They were really nervous. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then um, I know that Michelle had mentioned that you were part of the reopening task force. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once we got to June and you decided that, okay, let's reopen. So yeah. what, what made you guys decide on that? Well, I think, you know, certainly things were starting to open. The stages here in Ontario were opening up. So then you felt more comfortable that people were wanting to go out and travel. Um, so in stage, we started to open in stage one when things started looking like they'd open. So prior to that, we were starting to get ready and we did with um, department managers and general managers of other properties, we separated into different task force. So we had a food and beverage task force, a spa task force, a rooms task force. And then we started coming up with standard operating procedures within each of those groupings of how we're gonna do it. Some of them certainly overlapped everything. It, Human resources was involved a lot and in how we were going to overall the departments it would some things were the same but yeah yeah it took a while. lots of back and forth that's for sure oh I can only imagine and you have so many different uh areas at your hotels too as you mentioned restaurant and spa and a uh, meeting space and all of these things and I did want to mention because I forgot to mention at the beginning of the call I apologize if anyone has any questions around maybe specific things that Kelly did or is doing currently around reopening um as it were chance maybe to you know spa or restaurant or anything like that please uh drop it in the chat and we can we can talk about it um I know that there are still quite a few properties that are either, you know, anticipating opening, reopening soon, or, you know, have a lot of questions around what other hotels are doing and changing and evolving um, with reopening. So um, I'm trying to think of how to ask this. Um, in the different areas, spa, restaurant, is there anything, I'm sure there are, but what are you doing differently? Or how are you, how did you phase that reopening, I guess? So what we did was the Pillar and Post, we decided to open up first. They have a lot more, um, they have an outdoor pool. It's very much more of a resort feel. And we thought with the weather getting nicer and people being able to be outside 
feel a little bit more safer. We opened that property first and then we actually ended up opening a week later because there was some demand. I'm on the main street in Niagara on the Lake. Um, and it's so pretty here. So everyone yeah. wants to come. And was that drive market business? Was that uh, leisure travel that you yes, were seeing sir. that it, demand from? It's all leisure. Okay. Yeah. Leisure, yep. So, um, yeah, the, the biggest, I think, change was in rooms, of course. So we decided when we first opened, we were going to um, leave rooms 72 hours in between each guest staying um, to not knowing, you know, with all the research we all were doing of what, just trying to keep everyone safe. So that was probably the biggest change. Also, we decided to use three people to clean a guest room. So we had what we first called the dirty stripper. We did change that name. <laughs> You're so going to have true. to explain that. I know, right? <laughs> Everybody wanted to be the dirty stripper. Um, anyways, and then you had the person that was the sanitizer and then a clean person. So, you know, the clean person was the person that just went in with the fresh linen, made the beds, left the amenities, didn't touch anything else. Um, so we're still doing that currently. The 72 hours now we've dropped. So we went to 24 hours, I think, after a month. And then just the last couple days, we, last couple weeks, sorry, we changed it to where there's no, um, as occupancy started to grow, um, we left it that we felt our procedures were in place enough that everyone was safe. So that's what we've done. Um, we don't do uh, any um, stay over cleaning. We don't do any turn, out, turn down service just to eliminate any exposure to. How are the guests people? reacting to that? Um, they understand uh, for sure. I think lots of places from when I do still look at other properties to see what they're doing. They definitely do understand. I just read a few surveys today that came back that they guests are happy. They feel comfortable. But then on the opposite side, guests still feel they're paying the money that they feel they deserve that sort of service. So there are the guests that I still see that don't seem to phase the COVID pandemic. Um, but we're still trying to do the best to keep everyone safe. Yeah, I find that interesting. I was just reading this survey from AHLA that said that guests actually feel safe and are happier with having less housekeeping. But when I talk to hotels, and I talk to a lot of hotels, um, <laughs> I hear the exact yeah. opposite. So I don't know, but I also hear a lot of complaints about the locals, right? <laughs> so I don't know if it's just the the locals with the lower rates that are complaining about it. Um, I don't know. I'm so sure. I think that, you know, certainly uh, we're very upfront with letting guests know it, we have, it's called the duty of care that we have in place. Mm -hmm. So it's on our website. It's on their confirmation email once they book a room with us. So it's very clear of things that we're doing. Um, you know, certainly some things we decided to leave out of a guest room because when a guest, when our, our sanitizer goes in, they clean everything. So we thought let's eliminate some things that have to be done. And then if a guest, when they check in, they're given a list of items that we have removed that if they would like them, we have them delivered and we have them all sanitized in a special room. Um, so there's some items. So there are guests that are upset. The hairdryer's not in the room, for example, and they have to call for it. So I still am very happy with our decision and what we're doing, and we deal with those kind of issues when we have to. Case by case. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about uh, the restaurant and spa? What are you doing different? Are they open, first of all, and what are mm -hmm. you doing different in those areas? Yeah, so the restaurants are open, so certainly at a very lower capacity. Um, our restaurants, everything has to be six feet or two meters apart, so tables. So luckily we still have a small outdoor patio 
with eight tables of two on it that we're able to keep. So that, you know, um, is a little bit difficult. So my occupancy, I have 110 guest rooms. So with the restaurant and what I can handle, I can only actually do 80 guest rooms. All of our rooms at the moment include dinner. So my maximum capacity for our hotel is 80 rooms. So that's a big um, difference. The other change we've made is we have, oh, comes up the dirty word again, the dirty server. Um, so our, our, a server, when they come to the table, they uh, are only dealing with clean things. So they are bringing you food, drinks, um, and then we have a server that's assigned to removing all the dirty dishes. They have a little bit more PPE on and they are, you know, taking them to the kitchen. There's a whole procedure in the kitchen for that. And so the server is, yeah, never touching anything that another guest might've touched. Um, the dirty server is um, sanitizing the table, wiping down the chairs. So yeah, I think that really works well. And guests have noticed that even when I go to restaurants and I don't see that happening and you kind of think, oh, it's a good decision on our part, a little bit more labor, but it really works. Yeah. And then as far as the spa open? The spa is open. So that just opened in our stage three here. Um, so it's open. We just started doing facials. We got this really neat um, plexiglass thing to help. So we were nervous about that, right? So we yeah. Getting a facial isn't wearing a mask. And so the staff were a little bit unnerved by that. So we found this plexiglass where the guest sits in it and it comes above their head and they can work from around the side. But the spa is definitely open. So we started doing pedicures, manicures. So certainly we have plexiglass dividers um, at each of those stations, except for the massage, of course. But um, and now we're doing facials. Our indoor pool is open, um, not our hot tubs or sauna yet. They're not allowed to be, um, but yeah. So I was, one of the questions that I have on my list here is how that you were able to keep morale up during, you know, reopening with everything changing and things like that. And I love the idea of, you know, letting people, letting your staff fight over who gets to be the dirty stripper. Right. That might be the best thing that I've heard <laughs> so far. And so then the I, same with your server, but what else are you guys doing? Well, what initially happened is we had the big group of people that were first coming back. We had them come to a meeting where all the managers were there and we went in um, it was probably two hours it took and we still run them when we bring new people back but um, so it explained everything so we had HR there they went through our duty of care and the sort of things that um, overlap all departments and then it went by department and we made everyone sit through everything. So they knew what was going on within the properties at every level. Um, so that was really important. I think it made everyone feel really comfortable knowing the procedures we put in place prior to them arriving. So whether it's the masks and, you know, I only have one entrance in the hotel that's, um, we only let guests into the hotel if they're staying with us or dining with us. Um, things like that. So I think they felt really comfortable um, coming back. I certainly felt initially the nervousness of them when they first were here, um, you know, but after, you know, every change is difficult all the time. So once they were here and the first couple of days, and then it seems all good. And, you know, they're the first ones to report 
so funny. If the tables, you know, they might shift a little after a few uses. It's not six. We have this pole now that we bring out that they're able to bring out so they can move things around. So they, they're definitely keeping us um, on track, but it's all good. Yeah. So I think that initial meeting really meant a lot. And when all of us were there, it was a big meeting. Um, we had all the chairs six feet apart. Everyone had to wear a mask when they arrived. It wasn't mandatory at the time here. Um, I think they really felt comfortable and that was really important. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That yeah. is absolutely amazing. Um, I want to touch a little bit on, um, you know, how you're doing right now. So before the call started, we talked a little bit. Uh, you mentioned you are 50% occupancy. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the hotel as far as demands? Uh, maybe touch on that BT piece yeah, that we so, talked about previously. Yeah. So certainly, um, we it started out slow July which typically the beginning of July is a little slower for us normally anyways but definitely August is always um, an easier demand month um, so our occupancy has grown and you know it's really great for what is going on and I'm very happy with that uh, for August coming into September um, again normally the Shaw Festival is driving business midweek for us but that's gone um, so they haven't reopened yet. And so, um, and it's a corporate month starting for corporate for um, September, October, November. So that is completely gone. There's no demand at all um, for that. So our weekends will still be strong for leisure, which is normal. Um, so I'm a little bit miffed of what's going to happen coming up. Um, we're just, you know, I, we talked as a executive team and it's about pivoting and the power of pivot and just making those decisions if something's not working and changing it until you find something that does work we have a sunday monday then we even ended up adding tuesday that um yeah like those days could almost be busier than a friday because we just lowered the rate a little bit changed the offer a tiny bit so it's just creating um yeah if it doesn't work change it right and keep exactly. moving along and um working with your partners that are open. So we're lucky um, that we have the vineyard. So we have some strong uh, a package that includes specific um, wine tastings that are unique to our us. So you can't, and you no know, one could get that. So it's, again, it's all about experiential, right? That's, um, so it's just creating that a little bit uniqueness for guests. So that's really working, but it's definitely being able to pivot and change when something's not working. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct on that. I know a lot of hotels are trying to get created with day use rooms. Um, have you toyed around with anything in that nature? No, um, not sure if that would be a demand for that here. Yeah, I mean, you guys have the vineyards there, so I think that yeah. you're, you're right Our, on point with the packages. Yeah, trying to escape, and definitely our market is Toronto, so it's people coming from that way here, escaping the big city, and I think smaller properties, it seems, I know Toronto isn't as busy, but I think people feel safer when they're coming to smaller boutiques, sort of properties, a little bit more, I don't know, people feel more comfortable. I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I want to see if anyone has any questions. We have about seven minutes left. So I want to see if anyone um, in the audience has any questions for Kelly around what she did during reopening, maybe what she's doing now. Um, please feel free to ask in the chat. Otherwise, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you 
if you had any words of wisdom for maybe some of these properties that aren't so lucky with um, seeing the higher occupancies or maybe who aren't open yet and are nervous about welcoming back guests and staff. If you have any words of wisdom for them. I think just the same we experienced of that nervousness opening up, right? And just know that that goes away. I think it's the information is power to your team. So the more they know and the more they know they're backed and that we're, we care about them, um, it certainly sends, sends them a level of comfortableness. And, you know, just even challenging people, our team, right, to, we'll make fun of masks and, you know, how, how will guests know you're going to smile? Let me show you, show me your smile face, right, behind the mask. So we play things like that and um, makes it, easier for people, I believe. Um, but I think, yeah, occupancy, it's, you know, sir, you definitely, you know, we're businesses, we're trying to make money. So I think, you know, we overlapped some departments a little bit and help that way to try to see how we can minimize some expenses. But certainly there's a cost to it all, right? And I know we've had some guests say, you know, your price is the same as last summer, but your pool, your, sorry, your hot tub, your sauna is not open. I don't get oranges in my room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not getting cleaned up in between my stay. And I think, yeah, it's, there's a cost to our business. So I think don't give up on that either. You don't need to, you, you can make up for it in all your experience guest experience while they're there but certainly I think you know you have to charge for what you're giving and it does cost more for sure all the pp and e all of that so yeah, yeah. and I mean our housekeeping departments were our all I will stand by they're the hardest working department in the hotel and Lord. now it's it just feels like they have to work three times as hard and Housekeeping Appreciation Week's coming up soon, and I hope everyone is really, really thinking about what to do uh, during that week. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get some some ideas around that. It'll maybe at a later time, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 you don't have to drop rate. Uh, to your point, it's not what it's about, and sometimes by dropping the rate like that uh, by a lot, you end up welcoming maybe some unsavory guests. That's so yeah. yeah, I think so. I know. I think even with housekeeping, the fact we split the job up into three helped mm -hmm. a lot, right? So um, that's very smart. Support there. Um, yeah, I think it, it really worked. Yeah, I, that's so smart. I have to say, Kelly, that's really smart to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that way everyone just has their one task. And I bet you the room turnovers are a lot faster, too. It's, it's really interesting. I'm so proud of our executive housekeeper. So she will, you know, stagger the start so that not dirty stripper comes in <laughs> first right and um and um you know then she'll start the sanitizer a little bit later and then the cleaner comes later so you're saving that way too um so not everyone she'll keep a few rooms over from the night before so when they start there's right away something for them to go into so it's um and then again it's all thinking about you know you don't want them changing all in one area if they all arrived at the same time. So that staggered start. So they have time to be by themselves getting ready. Um, our housekeeping office, you know, usually there was a morning team meeting. Now she has to do it multiple times a day. Um, so they're not all there at one time. Yeah. It's good. So it works out well. So I think they're actually, they still work very, very hard. Oh, but absolutely. It, it, helps. Um, it helps a lot. Yes. 
absolutely does. Um, so if anyone wants to find out more information about vintage hotels or your hotel, what should they do? How should they, how should they find out about you guys? Certainly on our website. Um, it's www.vintage-hotels.com. Um, you could give me a call or email me however you'd like. Perfect. Well, I will make sure that that information is available for anyone who might want to get in touch, maybe talk about some group. I don't know, universe, yes. what's out right. there, but <laughs> we will open it up to that. But um, I mean, we don't have any questions in the chat, so I am going to be respectful again of everyone's time. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. And if you have any last words, now's the time. Otherwise, well, we need this to end. Like, that's enough already, right? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Enough is like enough. With this. It's yeah. gonna end. Like yeah. you know, as soon as twenty twenty is over, it's just twenty twenty. That's the yeah. problem, right? Like I figure. I think we've all figured that out with the murder right. hornets and yeah. like everything going on. Yeah. yeah. It's all done. And we're done. Yeah. We're absolutely done. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Well, again, Kelly, thank you so much for being <laughs> on. Um, you have a wonderful day, and I hope to see everyone next week. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for listening, and be sure to visit HotelTalkPodcast.com for more info and upcoming guests.